Dr. Jacinta C.K., and welcome to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. We're airing live every Thursday from 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 7 p.m. GMT for our Londoners, our Europeaners. And we're all also on X Serious XM, powered by Genius Music, <coughs> on Fridays afternoons at 1 p.m. You can also catch us again on BitChat Live. Um, download that app on 6 p.m. on Sunday evenings. And we're always going to be bringing you relationship information and strategy from our research and from our guests. And we're also always promise to give you a generational perspective and real-world opinions. Hello, everyone. I am Dr. Estella, and thank you for joining us today. As Jacinta mentioned, please join us on BitChat. You actually get to see us. And not only hear us, um, but we're excited about being on Interlight today. We have a subject that is kind of a continuation of last week's talk, and that's about uh, setting boundaries with in-laws. And um, as you know, we, we, we're mother and daughter experts. We we work together. We, we have a great relationship. But um, there's not just us and our family, right? And And this is the time of year, I think, when Really setting boundaries or establishing those for the for the new year is important. Wouldn't you agree, Jay? I definitely agree. I think it's very important to have those boundaries because the thing about the boundaries is that sometimes you have to remind family members to stay within those boundaries so that nobody gets offended or problems break out. Right. And it's, it's interesting because um, it's hard. It's not an easy thing to do. I mean, uh, we, um, first of all, there's a couple of reasons why it's not easy. Um, you don't pick necessarily who your, 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 your daughter or son picks from a mother's perspective. Um, and, um, and you're having to be accepting sometimes when you're not, which I know, fortunately for me, I didn't have that situation. I love my son-in-law, so it worked out well, but wouldn't you agree? It's kind of hard if you didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you know firsthand how it is to be the mother-in-law. And I know how it is to try to balance the mother-in-law and the husband. Um, I, I think I think for myself, I agree that if it's if it's not a, a situation where the people don't somewhat get along, it has to be extremely difficult because there's sometimes just people that people just don't really, you know, they just don't connect no matter how hard they try. But there's ways of getting around that so that everybody can work in unison because more than likely families will start bringing in children into the mix. They'll start bringing in other family members. There's going to be family gatherings. So you have to learn how to somehow, even if it's not the perfect situation, get along for the sake of everybody involved. You know, and I think you bring up a good point. I think sometimes we think about the now and not in the future, right. especially when it comes to our actions, because 
our actions and reactions can cause problems when they do uh, bring in children into the mix and things like that. So how we behave now is important to how um, what uh, what uh, ways our our children will bring us around. Because right. um, I think, um, you know, I think there's. One of the things I think, and I'm a backup a little bit. One of the things I think, and I and I want your opinion on this, Jay. I think sometimes there's that competition situation, right? Where there's competition between the two. Would you agree? I I definitely agree. I think that there could be times where there is a competition between the the spouse and the mother-in-law or the father-in-law. And um, who's going to have the ultimate say or who's in control. And sometimes it's it's petty and becomes such a big issue that it ruins relationships. Right. And I think it's important um, for, for um, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I don't know, I go back and forth with this. I really don't think that the, the conversation on boundaries should be probably with, for instance, if I have a child, my child and I should talk about that and not necessarily bring the husband in. The husband should talk to the wife about it. But I think the daughter or the son, or the parents should talk to their child about it, setting up those boundaries, and then they should come together. Because what I think happens is sometimes the son-in-law will uh, uh, maybe say something that could be taken wrong by the um, mother or the father. What do you think on that? Because that's a hard one. You know, I, I think that it. I think that as a as a parent. And I, I look at the future of what would happen with me. Um, I think as a parent, it's hard to sometimes let go of realizing that your child has actually grown up. And when they get into these relationships, they don't have just you to acknowledge anymore. They have the the husband. They may have the children. So they're trying to make a lot a lot of other people happy besides just you. And I think sometimes it's it's hard for it puts a lot of pressure on that individual to, to be equalized and, and, and realize that now it's not about sometimes just, I know you're my parent and I want to make you happy. You have to make the spouse happy and, and what affects your family, because ultimately you have adopted a new family. If you start it, you know what I mean? If you marry somebody, you have a new family, you have to build that, that foundation. And it's, I think sometimes hard for the parent to, let go and realize that that person has grown up and they can't focus on what the parent, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's true. But I think it also, the onus should be probably on the child too, because the, ch you know, there's some people that forsake their parents uh, for relationships or forsake their children for relationships. And, and that relationship becomes more important than anything else. Um, so what, so I think that there should also be that person, depending on where they want to go with their family, their extended family, should have that conversation with their husband. Mm -hmm. Because I think they need to be on the same page. And then that, that conversation should be the child with their parent. And, and I agree. And I think it should be with the child and their parent. Um, because I've seen things explode when people try to do it, like have a meeting where they all talk together. And that's, to me, that's not what you should do right away. I think that you should talk to your spouse and your parent individually and let them know, hey, this, this, and that. 
so that they're aware of what you're going to do. Um, I think it makes it a, a smoother transition. Um, so I agree with that. You on that point. Yeah. And I think, you know, what they, the thing about, I think also, <laughs> I wonder, it's interesting how holidays and we're all getting coming into one of the, to me, the most beautiful holiday in the world. Um, but we're coming into the holiday where, um, People seem to be under a lot of stress anyway, mm-hmm. and um, people want to do things their way because um, I've even seen arguments develop on um, how to decorate the tree or how to um, celebrate the feast or dinner. You know, so it's important, I think, for people to be even more courteous doing the holidays and and um, and be um, cautious on what they say and do to their from a, from a mother-in-law standpoint and a father-in-law standpoint as and, and to your point too jay we have to let go and realize okay this is their life not ours anymore um they've started their family so they need to go they're gonna have their own tradition they're gonna have their own traditions because yeah. i've given up many of my traditions because i've gone to your house mm-hmm. to celebrate and i'm okay with that but i think um, it's funny because Home Alone, not Home Alone, but um, Chevy Chase's Christmas is an example of, of trying to get all these personalities in who have different ways of doing things, right? Right. And and it kind of. I think um, what what what's I think also what may be our saving grace is that some of the traditions that I have are similar to the ones that you had, right? I am, um, and that I and I also think that. When it comes down to it, I th- and we talked about this before, I think that what par- or people need to do when they have a relationship is have these conversations prior. Like, what's important to your family? What will we do for holidays? I mean, I'm not saying the first date this is necessary, but when you start getting to a point where you're serious, these are things you should talk about because I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. They're not discussing or having these conversations so they have children and there's different parenting styles. Um, they have, you know, Oh, my mom's doing Christmas. Well, my mom's doing Christmas. And there's these arguments because why not, why can't you go to everybody's Christmas and and then, or everybody comes to your Christmas, you know, work it out so that everybody feels included. And I think that sometimes that's what happens. I think that these in-laws are so used to being a part of their children's lives. I mean, like I, I see how close I am with my kids. Of course I want them to continue the traditions, but I know, I mean, for my girls, I'm pretty sure they're going to continue my traditions, but for the for the sake of it, if they do get married and they meet somebody and they, they have their own traditions, I have to be understanding and, and willing to, you know, we've talked about this already, you know, the, the give and take. And I mean, just making sure that everybody has their time with each other. And I think that's what it's about. I think the in-laws sometimes feel this, like they're being left out. And I I agree with you. And I think that we're going to go over a little bit later, some of the tips that we can give people that from the research that looks at that many of the things you've hit, hit on how, how to kind of make um, a great relationship, but you're, and we'll go over that in the second half of our show. But what, what is interesting is you brought up a really good point about during the courting stage, before you get to the point where you have ch- children, before you get to the point where you're married, these conversations are crucial to have 
before you, you tie the knot. Right. Um, and, and many times we we don't do that. We don't do that in a lot of aspects of our life. Um, most people, though, know that there is a problem with their in-laws before they say, I do. I agree. So why not, during that time, come to agreement on th- how you're going to handle that? You know? And I think that sometimes, it, it, depending on the situation, because, you know, there's different situations. There's a, a situation where the parents and the new boyfriend or the new girlfriend don't get along. Um, or there's situations where there's some disrespectful behaviors or, you know, I've seen some horrible things just in, or heard some horrible things, um, during people that we've, we've worked with, um, just surprising how disrespectful people can be to one another. And I think that that's the time where depending on where it's happening, that the person that, for example, if it was happening in our family, I would be responsible to get my mom or my father or my spouse in check. And I think that that is where things can, that's where it, it becomes, you're the person that needs to fix it because you're the center focus. If you're the center focus on a situation, you need to be the one that sets the boundary. Um, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think, I here's what I think. I think, yes, what happens like with, um, most people, um, they're afraid of confrontation and they're also afraid to have, um, what I call crucial conversations. And there's a textbook that's really good on that, um, on crucial conversations. People don't want to have those crucial conversations when people, uh, with people because they're, they, they feel the stakes are too high. And by that, I mean, they feel like, okay, if I have this conversation, my daughter may be mad at me or my my um, mother may be mad at me or, you know, they don't want to face up to having conversations. And in what happens is it builds and it builds and then it explodes. And so I, I agree with you. I think that, that, that those conversations should be had. It's all uh, had, it's all about converse, uh, conversations and communication and being uh, not afraid to face conflict. Right. I agree with you. Well, you know what? Let's hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. So you guys stay tuned. I don't want you to miss anything. There's going to be a great conversation. You can always call in at 310-928-7733. Again, that's 310-928-7733. We will be back in a moment. Just stay tuned. We've definitely got our thing together. Oh, my son. 
everyone and welcome back to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. We welcome you to call in at 310-928-7733. Ask us questions. This is a hot topic. We know that you're you probably are experiencing some mother-in-law boundaries or in-law boundaries and we want to make sure that you're able to handle those appropriately. So you'll have a great holiday. Um, we do have um, a question that came in, and I'll um, share it with you. Um, one spouse says they're blaming the other for the disagreement that the couple is experiencing. How should we deal with that? So, I and this was Laura in San Diego. So Laura says that her, you know, the the in law strifes are causing the couple to blame each other. Jay, do you have any comments on that one? 
Well, I I think that 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 sounds like a prime example to me. Depending, I, I I'd have to understand more what Laura was talking about. But if she's talking about that, there's somebody that there's an argument between in laws and one of the people are not standing up. So, for example, I can only go by our situation. If you were having an issue, or Rob was having an issue with you, and I just kept kind of you know shifting it under the rug and not acknowledging it. It's going to make them more angry. And I, and I think that the problem is, is that it's not about taking sides. It's about understanding both situations and, and giving those the boundaries on both sides. Yeah, I, and I think that's where um, Laura's coming from. I think when you become engaged in silence, silence is consent. So I think that it's important for you to not erode your marriage any further and not um, not have a conversation about it because what you're doing is letting the, the, the relationship battles with your in-laws cause your relationship to have problems. So I think you need to face it. And, and, and that's the suggestion I can give to Laura. I think have those conversations and I think, um, the outcome will be much better. Agreed. I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. So moving along, thank you for uh, that email. Appreciate it, Laura from San Diego. Um, so we did some research and we found out there are some things that we can do to help when things get ugly <laughs> or when you're having these problems. And one of the, um, there was a, um, article and I, I think it was in, um, it, it's, it's a, it's an article. It was the 25 great tips for relationships with their mother-in-law. And one of the tips is to use common courtesy because common courtesy goes a long way. You know, I agree. I think, I, I think you know, there's some people, and you notice how it's mother-in-law. They, specific, they specify mother-in-law because sometimes the mothers are the hardest to deal with. Uh, and I think it's because they, a lot of moms want it their way and they're used to ruling the throne. Um. I do think that common common courtesy is good. Ouch. I think that there has to be respect level. Um, depending on how that mother treats that spouse or that person that you're with determines a lot of how that person's reaction is going to be. Um, so, you know, we actually have someone that, that wants to speak. Brother Jamal, we'd love for your insight. You said that you had something to share with us. Good morning. Good morning. There you go. No, it's not going out over the air properly. Yeah. You're a little low, too. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure that. Okay, there we go. Beautiful. All right. Okay, I'm going to try to be detached as I make my comments. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard i think real world experiences are, are a great dimension so you don't have to be detached you do you, you make your comment on how you feel fit i'm going to speak from the perspective of a lot of guys that i have talked to about this issue over the years and so when you say the word mother-in-law right uh you should for some it is the mother-in-law from hell is the guy this is what guys are concerned about a lot of guys 
see the mother-in-law as actually being or attempting to be the guiding force in their current relationship with her daughter. Right. It's mm-hmm. that she's like a surrogate wife almost. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys start to resent this at some point, And it becomes an issue for some of actually should I maybe check in with your mother before I talk to you? Yeah. You know, I think, I think there's a couple of things that happen. I think that I'd be interested to know the um, background of this mother, if they're married, if they're single, um, so many things, if they have a life, if their children was their life. I mean, there's a whole lot of dynamic dynamics, I think, that go into how mother-in-laws behave. I think if I, if you have a life, it's all, it's hard to be involved in your kid's life because you're enjoying yourself. And I think that so many people live their lives through their children and, and they don't know how to separate that when they're gone. You, you see that all the time with empty nesters, right? When their kids are gone, they just don't know what to do. And their husband and they, they break up, which is crazy. And I think that's why it's important that mother-in-laws give them and say, look, I, this is this is your life. I can now live my life, but yet we're, we're together in this and we, we have, but what is, we just, they, they just need to separate. And I think they don't. And, I, and I've seen that happen, Jamal, where it's an extension. It's an I, extension and crazy. I, well, you know, I'm going to speak real Jamal. I've had to get between my mom and my husband before. And I think some of it is because of expectation. I think sometimes, and my aunt's seen this too, that there's sometimes an expectation that that I understand because, see, my mom and I were so close and she's been so involved in my life. It was always me and her. She was my mom and my dad. So there's expectations she had. And because I now had a spouse, there was things like, she's like, well, aren't you going to do this, Rob? Like, you know, and it's like, no, mom, he's my husband. Like, kick back. You know, but she sees that and she's like, I guess you're right. But I think I think sometimes the mothers don't mean to, but there's like sometimes this expectation with parents that they don't necessarily all the way let go. I know and I pray that I won't be that way, but I know that I won't be that mother-in-law from hell because my mom has never been a mother-in-law from hell. I mean, like she goes on all the things with us. We're, we're a very close-knit family, but I've seen those mother-in-laws that you're talking about that are from hell. I've had friends that are... They can't even go on family trips together because their mother-in-law has so many requirements and, and criticizes everything that the husband does. And I think that's where that child needs to step in because sometimes it's not necessarily the the girl. It's the boy, their prized boy, their, their lovely, wonderful boy. And I've seen that and I'm like, oh, my God, my poor friend, like what she's going through, trying to make this woman love her. But her husband has to really step in to make it right. You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like sometimes it's that person, like you're saying, this mother-in-law from hell, that guy's girl needs to say, hey, mom, I love you, but this isn't who I've chosen. We need to and have a conversation to themselves so that it can start navigating to a more healthy relationship between those two because they're the guiding force. I really believe that. It's not going to go anywhere if you don't stand up and say something. Well, I think, yeah, that, yeah. I think that a lot of guys have, you know, uh, after, if, if you find yourself in that situation, 
Uh, well, let me put it like this. This is what I hear from guys that are in that situation that have, right. you know, complained. And in some cases, it's gotten so bad where they actually, that was the actual motivation for the divorce. That's was sad. the relationship that the wife had with the mother and the, and, and, and the wife allowed the mother to basically become a surrogate wife, dictating or at least attempting to di- dictate how her daughter's relationship with her husband was going to be played out. So what happens is that the guy starts to wonder if, am I sharing anything in confidence with my wife? Is everything that I share with you automatically going to go back to your mother? Then I have to sit down with both of you and have a conversation. That's not right. Yeah, we don't, we don't do that. I don't go there and I don't want to go there because I'm not married to Rob and I don't want to be married to Rob and I don't want, I want my own life. Yes, there's been situations where I've overstepped and I think there's been situations where my son-in-law has overstepped, but, but we understand that we have conversations and Jay's overstepped. I mean, I think we all admit our wrongs, but in our problems, but I think the, I think the, the main problem is people need to let go and they don't know how to do that. And, 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 and what sometimes happens too is, you know, you, um, the, the mother-in-law, um, because they're so, someone said the queen, I think Jay said that they're so used to being the strong force because I don't care what family you're in. Women have a lot of power in that family. People don't realize the power of the mother sometimes and influence she has on the father sometimes. And so they're trying to do those same manipulative things and those same, same things in, in the relationship with their, their daughter and husband or son-in-law, which they shouldn't do. Um, so, um, yeah, it's tough. You brought up a good point too. And that is where the line's drawn between your relationship and your parents' relationship with your spouse. I think that not everything needs to be shared. For example, if Rob comes to me with a problem and tells me in confidence, I'm not going to run and tell my mom because that's where it becomes, it's something between me and him that not, not necessarily needs to be shared with her. And, and if you have the type of mother where I don't have that, but if I, you know, like there's so much that I talk to my mom about where I feel comfortable, but there's some mothers that will go back and say, throw it in their face and make them feel less than a man. And, um, and I think that that's wrong. I think that people need to set, again, set boundaries of where they are having these conversations and where they, what they share, you know, just because your, your spouse tells you blah, 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 blah doesn't mean you have to run off and tell your family members or, or and vice versa. Just because your family, like if your sister came to you in confidence and, and we've had this kind of situation happen where, you know, somebody's told somebody in our family something in confidence and then they go and run and tell their spouse and it wasn't necessary for them to share that. Some things are just supposed to be meant for that, that part of the family. So I think that there needs to be some kind of boundaries in everything. It doesn't have to be a, a tell-all. Of course, you should be able to confide in your spouse, but I think sometimes you have to have boundaries in what you say. Yeah, I agree. Well, I agree. Thank you, ladies, strategic ladies. Hopefully, you've provided some strategy for people that are in this situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think one of the thanks, Jamal, for joining. But I think one of the strategies is to really um, 
you guys, um, you mother-in-laws need to get a life and not be so um, dominant, dominant in the relationship. Yes, you have a role, but your role shifts. And I think that's what happens. People don't know how to reinvent themselves when change happens. Right. And, and you need to reinvent yourself because you're in a different role and enjoy it. I'm enjoying the fact that I don't have the responsibility that I had for Jay that I had a, a while ago. And then I enjoy the fact that they make decisions and I, I may not be a part of that because, you know, it's 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 their life and I want to live mine. And I think that's where things happen. Yeah. I have one last one because this this just uh, this was just brought to my attention recently where both sets of in-laws dislike each other. Oh, no, that's oh, not that's a talk about that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> again, like Jay and I said, people didn't just discover this when they get married. They knew before they got married most of the time that I don't like. Um, my mother doesn't like your mother's or my father doesn't like your father. <laughs> but you know what? That's when to me for, where I feel that you need to have a conversation. Both of them need to have conversation with their parents and say, you know what? I love this person. They're not going anywhere. Um, you know, depending on if they have children or not, whatever, and have discussions and listen for certain holidays. You guys are going to have to get along for me because you love me. Um, and I think that that's where the parents have to be the biggest, bigger person and get along for the sake of the situation or, or they're not going to have a family get together. So they'll just do their own separate things. Cause what you're doing in that situation is pulling your kids further away from you. If you make it so difficult that they can't bring these people around you that they've chosen, it, it makes it harder for them to do events with you. You need to be the person that's like, you know what? I'm going to try. Uh, I'm going to try to to see what you love about this person. I'm going to try to see, you know, why you're you're dealing with this and this and that. I mean, it's different if this person's abusing your child. There's some things that I understand that parents should not tolerate tolerate and and should make a stand for their children. Yeah. But ultimately, I think that you have to if your child's an adult, I'm saying in their their mid 20s, you know, cuz I really that's when I really think you're an adult, but your mid 20s and they have a life, and they're with this person, they've decided to marry them, I think that as a parent, you're going to have to try to figure out a way how you can can communicate with their their in-laws. And if both in-laws don't get along, then, you know. Well, here's the, here's the bottom line. that That's going to happen a lot of times. Yeah. And there's always this this jealousy and this envy and and, and bad things that go through people's mind and I'm better than them or they're not good enough. There's all these things. And sometimes they'll never like each other. And that's not really important. It's not important for me to like Rob's parents. What's important for me to do is to realize that marriage and relationships is a package deal, right? Um, and so when that comes with what comes with a package deal is you're going to get some things you like and some things you don't like or some things you use and some things you don't use. So bottom line is you need to get along and think about not just yourself, take self out of the picture and think about everyone because that's what happens. So many people focus on self and me and why I, I don't like them. It's not important with I. It's a team. It's, it's not an I and team. 
So I think that that's what needs to happen. People need to say, no matter what, Jay's, you're absolutely right. I married this man for sickness and health, and, and, and you know whatever they say. I can't remember, for better or worse. And I and you have to understand that, mom and dad, and and, and we don't want conflict around our children. Right, we don't want children. conflict, and that's that's where the two have to, the two that are married have to, or the two that are in the relationship have to come together and decide what's best for them. If they want, if that. If that toxicity is worth doing it every holiday. Because, you know, that's the hard thing, too. Holidays are so hard because a lot of times that's people's only time off. And they don't want to deal with drama on their only time off. Like, I'm like that. I want our time off. I love being with our little family because there's no drama. I don't want to deal with people that secretly hate each other. I don't want to deal with people that talk about each other. I don't want to deal with people that are jealous of each other. I just don't. I but mean, you know I, what, Jay? That's you. There are people that like drama. I know. But those people, I think they need to watch a reality show on TV and keep it out of your home. Because if they need to find somewhere to drama, to put their drama and to cause separation, they need to find another avenue to do that. Because what they're doing is damaging the, the relationship of their, their, their children. So Jamal, when you were when you were telling us, brother Jamal, about this person you said that had the the two in laws that didn't like each other, how what was their situ? Did they tell you about a situation or anything that happened, or they just said they just don't like each other? Well, I can tell you, I I witnessed some things myself at a um, family reunion. Oh gosh, okay. And you know, Estella, you're right. Some people just like drama. They don't know what to do with themselves, and they just have this stuff that's pent up, and they, you know, they explode. Matter of fact, they live in a world of explosions, many explosions and microaggressions. That's just where they live. And sometimes these types of things kind of bubble to the surface at weddings. Oh, that's yes. horrible. Funerals, mm. um, family reunions, holidays. When people are gathered and they are, um, I guess, when you kind of come together as a collective, and sometimes you don't see each other all the time, uh, but for whatever reasons, funerals, Thanksgiving, Christmas dinners, maybe New Year's sometimes, because you know the, the truth that goes along with the uh, the wine and the liquor on New Year's, and things tend to come out. People tend to express their true feelings. Uh, they are around sometimes exclusively family and they tell each other how they feel about each other. So I, I was at a family reunion and I saw this and it just, it kind of blew my mind, you know, with the, I would say the intensity, the, I mean, obviously things have been building up for years. Mm -hmm. And so it gets to, I guess, I guess a question that has to be asked it says if you find yourself in this kind of relationship where it's kind of largely based upon pretense and just pretending, is it healthy? Should you get out of that? Should you mm -hmm. just stop and just say, okay, I don't want to live this lie anymore? Yeah. Well, I think being authentic is so important in any relationship. You have to be real, and so many people are not. And that's why there's such a large, large degree of divorce because people don't marry who they, people don't, they act out who they 
want people to think they are during the courtship. And when they actually get married, the real them comes out. And I think that happens. And, and, and so what happens, I think, is a pattern of that behavior. It's funny you mentioned that. There's even movies now that are displaying that. Like, for example, that kids movie Trolls, how that troll was all peace and love and all of them fought to... Sorry, I'm a spoiler alert, but um, they were all fighting to get this one positive troll out and he sold them out and ended up being the one that was not peace and love. So it's like people pretending to be something there aren't in order to to nab somebody or to get that person. And I think it's a, I think it's a, a real big degree of emotional problems. And some people want an audience and a stage and a platform to perform and act out. And a family reunion is a great place to act a fool, right? And act out your, you know, uh, so that everyone can see you. One of the things I, I will say is that behavior probably came out in some form, it, 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 maybe not, verbally, but maybe um, physically, uh, spiritually. So it came out somewhere before that family reunion. And that's when it should have been put in check. Because um, now when you're talking about, you talked about Jamal, alcohol and, 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 and drugs and all the other things that can influence this. Absolutely. And, and if you know that person has an issue, then um, maybe those things should not be offered at that event, which is hard. But um, you know, you're right. Alcohol definitely alters uh, behavior and, and, and brings out sometimes the worst in someone. Uh, so, yeah, it's unfortunate. But well, these you know, it can be a true serum, too. You know, people can be hiding what they really feel and they have too much liquor and they expose their true feelings and it can cause a big disarray. I think one of the first steps people need to start doing when they start seeing these behaviors, if you're a person that doesn't want that around and, and, and that's, it's, it's all depends on what you like. Some people like this drama at their events and, and dealing with this. For me, I don't think it's healthy. So me personally, if I had two family members that didn't get along, which I think that everybody has family members that we know don't necessarily like each other, but I know that if they came to my specific house right away, I would tell them before they entered, listen, I don't like drama. I love you guys. For the sake of this party, because I will kick you and I'll say, bye, y'all got to go. Well, I think the best way to approach job, drama is to not acknowledge it. So well, if, if someone wants to act, because no. you cannot necessarily control be, anyone's behavior, right? You can kick them out. You can do all that stuff. But if you don't acknowledge it and they don't, they have the center stage and you act like they're not there, no one notices it. So um, mm -hmm. I just think. agree on that. I, well, I just think, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give people a platform. I'm going to, I mean, they can, they can perform all they want, but they're going to be in the corner by themselves acting ignorant. I mean, I just don't, I, I try not to acknowledge it. Now, yes, it's hard. I say that it's hard because I'm not the only person there, right? So other people may, but I will, I think that it comes down to a a conversation you definitely need to have with them. But when someone's drunk, you can't really talk to them, right? That's why I say diffuse the situation before it even happens. Diffuse when it. People, when they come, they know already that they've had a conversation with you and how, I know you guys don't get along for the sake of this event. We have kids present. Let's try to get along. And if there's a problem, you'll be the one to say, okay, you guys, that's enough. Have your other person separate them and tell them that they've got to go. Because the thing about me is always about what my children see. For example, with a lot of the election, I was disappointed in what my children saw. Um, some of the people that were running display in behavior. 
So, so for me personally, it's all about what my kids see because your eyes to me are the window of your soul, right? That's just my, my, my view. So if your kids are absorbing all this negative energy and how people are acting, like you said, ignorant or, or, or acting loud, I try to say, you know what, this is not how you behave. I let them know, first of all, with my kids, I don't, I don't not acknowledge it because I want them to know this is not how you behave. You're an intelligent lady. Well, I totally agree with that. Let me let me clarify what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying that yes, you ha- you you definitely set expectations for events. Right. And if you know that there's a drama queen in the audience and a drama mother-in-law, or, you know, yes, you set those expectations. But sometimes you may not be aware of that because to Jamal's point, that was built up tension that maybe they didn't show. Right. And they had a drink, too much to drink, and they're like, "I'm going to let him know how I feel." Or there was an irritant or a stimulus that caused them to be angry that they never let go of. That's why I think it's so important when something happens to to have a conversation about it because things don't go away. They do And that's, thank you, Mom. And I agree. And I don't know if Brother Jamal's still on and if he agrees. I believe that that's what happens. People don't acknowledge things and act like it's going to skate over. People remember what has been said. People remember actions. You know, if somebody has an attitude after something happens, you need to acknowledge that so that it can be cleared out of the bu- bucket. I think that people just sweep things under like nothing happened too often and wonder why somebody blew up. Mm. Well, you know, I'm going to just continue to paint this picture because it's <laughs> very vivid in my mind because it was shocking, actually. Um, right. It was the mother-in-laws that mm. had the real issue with each other. And apparently it had been bubbling over for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, at this family reunion, which was outdoors, um, I remember it got to the point where one of them said something seemingly, at least to me, in jest. But later I found out that it was a real dig. Um, apparently, other members understood the dynamics that were going on here better than I did other family members, because I can remember uh, someone's uncle saying, you know, as as one, one of the mother-in-law said something to the other one, he said, it's going to go on now. It's about to happen. (laughs) Okay. So apparently they've been talking about it. So I saw a divide, a real dividing line in the families. And it got to the point. And I hate to really say this, and thank goodness that this is actually in the past. I mean, maybe 10 years ago. Um, The husbands of the mother-in-laws had to separate them. Wow. Yeah, see, I think that behavior is unnecessary. And I think a lot of people need to really grow up. And, I mean... It is. It's so. Here's the part. Let me just finish one thing. I think the important thing to know is, you can't like everybody, guys. You're not going to. Right. You're not going to like everybody. I mean, I try to. I I don't know. We try to, but we're not. Too many people I don't like. So, but I'm gonna tell you what. There's a lot. There's quite a few people I don't like. Um, I but I respect them. I respect them for what they are. For what they are. Sometimes, sometimes I don't because some people can't run my respect. But in a situation where they have joined hands and married my 
in, if I had an in-law that I didn't like, I'm not going to cross the boundary and I'm not going to put myself in a situation where a confrontation can happen, especially when it, like Jay says, where my grandkids are going to see it and others are going to see it because it's not going to do me any good. What, what, what's the, I always look at the value of the, of the, uh, what's the outcome of that? Nothing. You still don't like each other. Okay. Now let me ask you guys both a question. Now for me, First of all, I know that my mom's not ignorant. She's not that type of person. I mean, if somebody would, you know, there's some things that can aggravate you. Because I know that people have aggravated me and made me want to catch a case. And I won't do it because of how much respect I have for myself. But I can imagine some of the things that can, people can provoke you to do, right? I mean, we all have that, that edge point where, you know, the top of your steam pot. So don't you feel, though... Because this this has been brewing for a while, like um, Brother Jamal said. In that case, I feel like it should have been the children's responsibility to talk to their mothers and try to hash this out so that they wouldn't be so angry with one another. Sometimes because, you can't. Be, I'm sorry? Sometimes you can't. What I mean, that may be true. What, what <laughs> I mean is that, you know, again, we're dealing with, we're talking, we're talking about adults. And in some cases, it, when it's the in-laws, we're going to, we can just kind of... I guess we can kind of say that they're probably 40 to 45 years and older as an in-law. Okay. Yeah. And they are, you know, as we say, set in their ways. Mm-hmm. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. And whatever it is that is creating this um, either mistrust, distrust, and I guess in this family's case, outright hate uh, has been brewing for some time. So people are entrenched. They're entrenched in their belief system. They're entrenched, you know, in some cases it can be a cultural issue. In some case, you know, it can be, uh, um, uh, well, in this case, my God, the things that were said that kind of just blew my mind. You know, I thought it was just petty, but it was something that was just brewing there. But one, one of the mothers simply was just upset with the way that she believed the other mother was always trying to show her up at events. Mm. Oh, you like to dress like this, you know, you know, I just wish I could slap that wig right off your head. <laughs> you know what? That's another thing. People have Jealousy. To it's not a competition. Everyone is uniquely different. So I, my whole thing is I think they have issues yes. that they haven't resolved themselves. It's an issue with yourself, first of all. And then, and, and. And you have to realize that I agree with you. People aren't going to change at a point because they don't, they've not been taught to be change agents. I think you can change if you want to change and you've been taught how to change, but many people don't know how to. So they go through life being the same way, duplicating the same uh, efforts, doing this all through life. But, you, but, but I think that in that situation, they, the out, I would always look at what is the outcome of my react, react, my action. Well, what happened? Now they're even further distant. Now everyone knows out in the open how they feel. So what did they accomplish when they could have just had a conversation among each other and say, I don't like you, but for the kids, I'm going to be um, um, diplomatic about that. <laughs> and, I, and I guess to the event, my, my, my thing is, is that I, Personally, it's like after situations like this, why are we having these events if you guys can't behave? And that would be my call to my mom. If, I, if Mom, you know, I love you, but I'm not going to these events anymore because look at how you behave. Like, 
we have grandkids, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think that there needs to be a conversation between the kids. Because I don't know if these children have had this conversation with their parents or if they're both kind of like, you know, because sometimes, like you said, people like drama. And they're like, oh, I can't wait to see them get at it. You know, and people get fueled by this. I mean, I just see some of the, the... the post on on Facebook and Instagram where I get so disgusted at what people laugh at and what people say, and they just like this mess. And I don't. And I, for me personally, I don't get it. I, but I think you should protect your wor- roles words. I think you should know your role, you, and you should stay in your lane. Okay, because I can't be Rob's parents. I'm totally different. Right. My background is different. The you way never I'm have tried. Like I don't, I don't want to be. And I don't care if she outdressed me because I'm going to be my hippie queen in my hippie outfit. And I don't care what people say. I'm going to do, be Estella. And I do Estella very well. So why would I want to be anyone else? And that's what I think people... But it sounds like the mother-in-laws have an insecurity in one another. And the, the hate over just because of somebody's wig is, to me, so petty and disturbing that she wanted to cause a fight to ruin a family event over that shows that the mother-in-law had some issues. I think they need some counseling and it's beyond um, not liking the, 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 the other person. It's, a, it's about self-esteem and, and self-awareness and reflection and they need that. So mom, what, what are some tips? That Thank you, you all for calling Thank you, Mom. I'm getting on. We appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I think in closing, I think we've got about five minutes, but you know, I think Oh, before you close, I want to say, what are some tips that you would give for people in order to better get with their son-in-law or daughter-in-law? Okay. So I, you know, again, I pulled up some of the things that, um, that the, the research says, and here's what I think. I think, um, I agree that the, the spouses or the, the, the husband and wife should resolve the conflict and they should have conversations early. I think that they should. Um, everyone should remember who they are and their role in the relationship. I think you should protect your words. I think you should have expectations or no expectation of how you want other people behave because I can't, I'm, I'm going to behave different than Rob's family behaves in a lot of situations. I think you should have forgiveness and no grudges. Um, and I think um, the last thing, I think you should have respectful approaches in how you handle conflict. And I agree. I think that that's the the most important to me is that I think there needs to be a respectful boundary that you have when you're discussing conflict and, 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 and do it in a safe place, not attacking. Um, and sometimes I think that that, that middle person, which in my case would be me needs to be the person that talks to both people so they can come together. Sometimes there needs to be a mediator and sometimes the, the the child that's of the in-law that people are having issues with needs to be that middle man and, and try to resolve it. And like like um, Brother Jamal was saying and yourself, you know, not all things are going to be resolved. We are human beings. Not everybody's going to get along. But for the sake of, you know, your future um, lives and, and, and th- events and grandchildren and all that other th- things that can come into play, I think that people need to find a middle ground so that they can have respectful communication and, and move forward and not be so into who thinking about themselves all the time, you know, and that's, I think a problem, but I agree with you, but I guess we'll carry this conversation on next week. If 
and another step in another part of the conversation because it can go on and on. Um, I'd like to thank you for joining today. I want to make sure we end with a, a word uh, and our thought that you could maybe think about in regards to conflict and, and situations with in-laws. Um, Jay, do you have anything that you can think of? I have lots. <laughs> I think I think our, our last, you know, it's not a word, but it's a thought. And in that, what we were talking about, I think the respectful communication is a, is a key component in all relationships. And I think that you need to keep in mind, if you're having these issues, you know, the holidays are coming. There's a lot of things that are going to be going on. And if there are some conflicts, you know, start talking to your significant other and, and you know, be that big person that wants to change. It, first of all, it has to start with a big person. And if it, if it doesn't resolve, it's okay. You tried. Um, but have that respectful communication so that you can get through the issue and see what's really bothering that person. Sometimes it's just a misunderstanding. Right. So what would you do when it calls to respectful approaches is what you should think about. What would you do? How are you going to handle the situation a bit more respectfully and not, uh, and take yourself out of the equation? Right. Take yourself out. Take the, take, uh, take a step back. And, and thank you for your react, I think. Well, thank you, guys. We just want to remind you a couple of things. This Saturday, we are going to be at Barnes & Noble in Chino with a book signing. You can get a copy of our book, and you can experience meditation firsthand with Jay and I. Anything else, Jay? No, you guys. Always, you can write us at write the number 2 at strategicladies.com. Again, write the number 2, W-R-I-T-E, the number 2 at strategicladies.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. Go to www.strategicladies and check out our website. And I look forward to seeing you guys. You guys, thank you so much. This Saturday at Chino Hills. Thanks. Bit chat on Sunday. Strategic Ladies.